0: Yo, (laughs) thanks again for checking out another edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. Then again, if you're listening, you probably already know that by now. If you haven't done so already, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. You can find this podcast just about anywhere. We're on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, Overcast FM. Pocket Cast, Google Play, YouTube, and of course you can catch me on Facebook, Instagram, and the Twitter. So there's no reason not to subscribe to the podcast. On this podcast, we're going to be talking about one of the best albums to come out in 1996. Celebrating its 20-year anniversary, we're going to talk about Iron Man. Ghostface Killer featuring Raekwon and Cappadonna so pull up a chair turn your speakers up we're gonna drop the theme music and then we're gonna get this show cracking let's go back to the podcast. It's your boy 12 Kyle. As I mentioned at the top we are talking about Iron Man from Ghostface featuring Raekwon and Capadonna. I think really to get a a true understanding of how this album came about and you know what it was kind of up against if you will uh, you have to look at what the landscape was in 1996. Uh, Keep in mind this album dropped October 29th 1996 Uh, up until that point uh, there was some you know the the landscape had been set for music as far as hip-hop was concerned Uh, just to give you an idea like Tupac had already dropped All Eyes on Me. Uh, Busta Rhymes had dropped The Coming. Uh, Of course Helter Skelter had dropped uh, Nocturnal. That summer Jay-Z dropped Reasonable Doubt Then, Stakes is High came out by De La Soul. Uh, then you had uh, It Was Written from Nas, uh, Tribe dropped Beats, Rhymes, and Life after, you know, people have been waiting and waiting for the next album. Uh, then you had UGK with Riding Dirty, uh, uh, AT Aliens from the Outcast, and, um, and, and Illadelph Half-Life, just to name a few albums, and that was obviously from the roots, just to name a few albums that came out, you know, that year. So all of this is leading up to October when, you know, Ghostface is about to come out with this album. Um, And then, of course, you had the uh, probably the saddest news from 1996. Um, Just a month before, uh, Tupac passed away after being tragically murdered uh, in September of 1996. So you had all of that on the backdrop of what was going to be uh, the album from Ghostface featuring Raekwon and Cappadonna. Uh, And then not to mention, you know, yeah, and it goes without saying, but I'm going to tell you anyway, uh, obviously the Wu-Tang dropped uh, 36 Chambers. Uh, and then I think the first out the gate was RZA, uh, his group, the Grave Diggers dropped an album. Uh, then of course the first cat from the Clan. um to do a solo joint was Method Man uh, with Takao and then, of course, ODB, uh, which is one of my favorite Wu-Tang uh, solo projects. Um, ODB dropped his first album. And then, of course, um, The Killer Man, uh, <laughs> only built for Cuban links by Raekwon, which featured uh, Ghostface, uh, and then the Jizza dropped Liquid Sword. So all of this is, is happening. All this has happened. And now... Ghostface has to turn around and do his own thing uh, in 1996. Now, it says Ghostface featuring Raekwine and Capadonna because they're on the album, <laughs> just like Ghostface was all over Ray's album, uh, only built for Cuban Links. But that was the backdrop in 1996. So to say that the pressure was on to deliver, uh, I think is an understatement. I think, um, you know, the pressure definitely was on. And I think Ghostface... And the team more than deliver, um, but yeah, that what was go- that's what was going on in 1996. So I think, and that also speaks to the level of competition uh, that there was as far as the albums that were co- that had already previously been released that year. So. You know, man, back then, I mean, you, you couldn't come whack. So And not only did he have the competition of his peers within Wu-Tang, but he also had the competition as far as what the landscape was for 1996 in hip hop period. So, you know, he couldn't come with a, with a whack album. Um, this album was, I think, you know, one of the best uh, solo projects from any Wu-Tang member. Uh, one of my favorites, personally. Uh, let me just start with the track listing man the the, the album starts off <laughs> the album starts off with this skit and if you if you listen to any wu-tang albums you know that they're gonna have some skits on it um it starts off with a skit from i think it was the, the movie the education of sunny carson uh and it starts off from there and you hear boy talking and, and it goes from there and they jump right into iron maiden which is the first song on the album um and on that one, you get Ghostface, Raekwon, and Cappadonna. Uh, You know, and these cats are just trading bars. Uh, then you go to the second track, Wildflower. Um, <laughs> this track is hilarious, man, because Ghostface is pissed off because his girl slept around on him. Um, it, to me, it's hilarious. Uh, if I had to summarize what he's doing, he's pretty much talking about a girl and you know how she did him dirty and you know what he was going to do to her so forth and so on um it's a bit uh you know misogynistic but i mean that's hip-hop but it's, it's but it's cool it's I, personally i think it's a funny song um then the next track track three uh faster blade uh this is a raekwon solo man just vintage ray man dope bars dope beat oh nine um then you go to track number four, and I think this is where the for me this is where the album really kind of takes a turn uh, and, and takes it up a notch. Uh, Two hundred and sixty. This is just a, a a banging beat, and and you got Ghostface and Raekwon trading verses. This and this was much like what they did on Only Built for Cuban Links. Uh, but just I think it I think they, they took it to the next level on this one um, and like I said it's vintage Raekwon vintage uh, Ghostface the way that they com- uh, combine and, and go together um, very very dope track one of my favorite tracks on the album next track is a posse track uh, Assassination Day on this one, uh, Inspector Deck from Wu-Tang, RZA, Raekwon, and the, (laughs) the great master killer, uh, jump on this one as well, another, another banger, um, then we go to track six, track six is Poisonous Darts, uh, this is a solo track, man, for Ghostface, but he holds his own, man, I mean, he, he's rhyming his ass off on this one, uh, then track seven, track seven, man, Uh, it is one of most people's favorite track on the album. It's called Winter Wars. Um, features You God, Ghostface, uh, Raekwon's on the hook on this one, Master Killer, and Cappadonna. Cappadonna. Cappadonna's verse is one of the best, in my opinion, it's the best verse on the album. And it is one of the best Wu-Tang verses, uh, Period on every Wu-Tang album. I mean, like, you could rank this up there. I probably would give um, Inspector Dex opening verse on Triumph over this one, but its it's gotta be, if you're a Wu-Tang fan, it's gotta be in your top five. Cappadonna kills, first of all, the beat is crazy. Cappadonna kills this verse. And so, I mean, like, one of my all-time favorite verses. Uh, next up is uh, track eight, Box in Hand. Uh, this features uh, Method Man, Ghost Phase, and Raekwon. And uh, shout out to Force and D's on the hook. Uh, next, the track nine uh, is very melodic. Um, this was the only, it's called Fish. Uh, this is the only track that was not produced by Risen. It was produced by True Master. Uh, so, you know, of all the tracks on the album, uh, true master gets one RZA gets the rest um next up track 10 another banger uh Kamei <laughs> man May goes so hard first and foremost man it's got the nice smooth Teddy Pendergrass sample uh in the background uh, on this one you got uh, Raekwon Ghostface and Capadonna. And, um, I mean, they, they just rip it, man. They they rip this album. I mean, they rip this track up to shreds. Uh, the next one, <laughs> hey, man, this is a true Wu-Tang banger. Uh, Daytona 500. And and the name suggests, you know, speed, and that's what's all over this track, man, just bars. Uh, you got, man, shout out to the Force MDs again on the hook. Uh, and if you don't know who the Force MDs are, man, <laughs> do the knowledge, man. Uh, Great, great singing group from the 80s, man. I thought it was dope that they put them on, um, on two tracks on this album. Um, But Daytona 500, one of my favorite tracks on the album, man. And and love hearing the Forcing Ds uh, singing the hook. Uh, next is one of my all, another banger, I think, and, and one of my other favorites as far as the beat and, and the sample and the bars that's on this one uh, is track twelve, Motherless Child. Uh, this one is uh, Ghostface and Raekwon, and um, man, I love it. Like you, you can't if you listen to this album. This is one that you had. This is one track that you can't skip over. Like you gotta listen to it. Uh, I've heard some people say that they didn't like it. I, I don't understand how you did not like this track. This is <laughs> Uh The next one, I, I, I think, for me, Black Jesus is another good, solid track. This one features, and that's track thirteen, uh, features Ghostface, Raekwon, and You God. Uh, I think it's. I don't think it's as strong as the previous tracks, but I think it's still a very solid track, and the beat goes hard on this one as well. Uh, now, track fourteen. F- for me, is where I think the album tends to tail off a little bit. Uh, this one just features, you know, Ray, I'm, excuse me, Ghostface. Uh, I thought it was okay. Um, the the hook is kind of cheesy to me, um, but you know, I know people like it. It's not a favorite of mine. I mean, like I could do without it. it it's okay. Um, and then the last track is uh, the uh, the the biggest single, I guess, from the album. All That I Got Is You uh, from Ghostface uh, with Mary J. Blige on the hook. Uh, and that was one that, you know, Ghostface tells a story about, you know, growing up poor and everything. It's a very, very somber story. Uh, <laughs> I laugh at the part where he says I didn't like to sleep. He didn't like to sleep with his cousin John John because he peed the bed. And and we all if you if you grew up, we all have a cousin that we didn't want to sleep with because they peed the bed. <laughs> And if you're not... If you don't listen to that track and laugh at that line, then you probably are the cousin who peed the bed. (laughs) Oh, man. So um, here's what I'll say about this track. I'm not as big a fan of it as everybody else. And I think because I've heard it so much, um, I really loved it when the album came out. I think over a period of time, I've... I like it even less now. Like, right now, if I play it, if I'm listening to this album, um, I'm gonna skip this track. <laughs> it's a skip for me. And it's not that it's not a bad track. I just think over a period of time I've been listening to this album for 20 years, I could do without this track. And of course, this is a radio track, so I'm not a fan of it. Um, it's okay. Well, I, I can't say I'm not a fan. I, I'm, it's, it's okay. You know, it's not... It, it doesn't blow me away. It, it blew me away like the first seven times I heard it after that I was good like I ain't need to hear it anymore um now what's interesting is if you have a cd or (laughs) or cassette tape uh you might have a track 16 called soul controller um I do but I'm told that uh most people don't because um after 2001 this track was removed from subsequent pressing because of a sample that wasn't cleared and, um, I think, um, they've got on this one, they've got four, uh, four some D's on the hook as well, but I'm not going to break this song down because many of you listening probably don't even know what I'm talking about. But anyway, uh, soul controller may or may not be on, be the last track on your album, but nonetheless, um, I have it and it, you know, it's a good track, but it's not something we need to mess it up to talk about <laughs> anyway, man, as far as the production. Uh, as I mentioned before, man, other than Fish, uh, RZA produced the entire album, and um, this is classic RZA. Uh, I think one of the things that that kind of changed on this album was uh, RZA. You know, Wu Tang, in and of itself, and RZA in particular, from a production standpoint, always had a certain sound, a certain feel. Uh, I think this one is still, it's not the signature RZA sound, but I think it's even better because it was very soulful. And I think one of the great things, and probably one of the most difficult things that he has to do as a producer is to fit beats, is is to make beats that fit the voices that are rhyming over them. Um, everybody's got a different style. So, you know, you may give a certain beat to Raekwon and Ghostface that you necessarily can't give to, you know, ODB. It, it, it's just and it's a it's a unique thing to do. And it's only and I, I don't understand how he's do, how he did it. And um, I thought he did a great job of it on this. Like I said, this album is very melodic, very soulful. Um, You don't have a lot of that wild synthesizer sound that you've heard on previous uh, uh RZA projects. But nonetheless, man, the production is impeccable. Uh, from top to bottom. There's beat wise, there's nothing that I can, I mean, there's nothing I could say bad about this album beat wise. I thought that this album flows and all of the MCs that flow on it flow with the album. So it's not like, you know, there's a track that sticks out or an MC that doesn't fit, you know, what RZA is trying to accomplish sonically. Um, One other thing about this album as far as, uh, you know, the production and how it did. um, This album did very well commercially. Uh, First week sales was 156,000. Now, if you look at some of the landscape of some of the albums that dropped in in, in, uh, 1996, uh, that was not that much because a lot of albums were selling like crazy. But uh, And this is the pre-internet, so there were no downloads, kids. (laughs) You had to actually go buy the album. Uh, But 156,000 first-week sales, I think, is incredible, especially for an artist like Ghostface, who is not necessarily a commercial-type cat. Um, So the album sold 156 first week, uh, subsequently went gold the following year, January 8th of 1997, and eventually went platinum uh, February 9th. 2004. So, you know, relatively speaking, this album sold very well. And, and and I think it sold tremendously well when you think about the fact that other than all that I got is you and uh, Daytona 500, there aren't any really like radio type tracks. Um, all, all that, all that I got is you is definitely a radio song. I think, you know, uh, Daytona 500 I don't necessarily think is a radio song but they played it on the radio um but the rest you know it's it's just straight bars man so they weren't really trying to you know get radio play or anything like that so anytime you can have an album sell that well and do that well I think that's a a bonus for you know the artist and subsequently the label I tell you what let's take a quick commercial break on the other side of the break I'll give you my thoughts on the album. Uh, the significance of the album, and uh, where it ranks amongst the other albums of 1996. Uh, taking us to the break, man, I'm going to play you that verse from uh, Capadonna, man, on Winter Wars. Uh, here's Capadonna, Winter Wars. We'll be back on the other side. Hold tight.
1: Coming at your door Start to scream out loud. Who sings black for more You heard other the raps before But kept waiting For the son of song I keep dance horse strong Beats another worthy Of my cause I prolong Extravaganza Time sit still No propaganda Be weary of the skill As I bring forth The music Make love to your eardrum Dedicated to rap Nigga beware the fearsome Lebanon John, Malcolm X Beat threat CD massacre Murder to cassette I blow the shop up You ain't seen nothing yet One man ran Trying to get Away from it. Put your bifocal on, watch me or come if, Into your chamber like Freddy into dream. This kaboomerate your technique in your scheme. Four cores applause like a black dad did that. You stuck on stupid like I'm stuck on the map. Nowhere to go except next show, bro. Entertaining motherfuckers can't stop O battling. You don't want me to start tattling. All up on the stage cause y'all snakes keep rattling. Bitch, you ain't got nothing on the rich. Every other day my whole dress code switch. So just in case you wanna clock me like shit. All y'all crab bitches ain't got to worry. Can't get a nigga like Don Dama doesn't. Even if I'm smoked out, I can't be scoped out. I'm too ill. I represent Park Hill. See my face on a $20 bill. Cash it in and get $10 back. The fat LP with cappuccino on the wax. Pass it in your thing, put valve up to 12. Put all the other LPs back on the shelf. And smoke a blunt and dial 917-16049311. And you could get long dick hip hop affection. Damage any MC who step in my direction. I'm Staten Island, best, son. Fuck what you heard. Niggas still talking. That shit is absurd. My repertoire is U.S.S.R. PLO style got thrown out the car. And ran over by the Method Man Jeep. Divine can't define my style. It's so deep like pussy. My low cut face stay bushy like a porcupine. I part backs like a spine. Gut you like a blunt and reconstruct your design. I know you want to diss me. But I could read your mind. Cause you weak in the knee. Like SWV, trying to get a title like Woo Killer B. Can't change your habit. You know I'm friends with the Abbott. Me and Rizzer, name printed in the tablet under vets. We paid out debts for mad years. Habonated sound and now we out like beers and born power. Born physically, power speaking. The truth in the song, be the pro-black teacher.
0: And just like that, we are back. It's your boy 12 Kyle on the 12 Kyle podcast. Uh, as I mentioned at the top, we are talking about Iron Man. Uh, from ghostface killer and raekwon and capadonna uh, shout out to capadonna again i told you that that verse is crazy uh nonetheless man want to give you my thoughts on the uh album i think that this album was sick i mean like bird flu sick i mean like this album is crazy i love this album um I think one of the things that really stood out to me was that I think people, when we first got word that it was going to be Ghostface and Ray back together, you know, some people started thinking, okay, is this going to be, uh, you know, only built for Cuban links again, part two, I guess. Um, but it was different, man. It was, it was, like I said, it was soulful. It was melodic. It was funny at times. Um, I think lyrically, the whole click, I mean, from Ghostface to Ray to Capadonna to, you know, whoever whoever else from the clan that got on the album, I thought lyrically, man, everybody stepped up to the plate and brought it, man. I, I thought that um, it was superbly put together by the RZA. Um, and that was another thing, too, like back in the... And that's why I think we, we really enjoyed the solo projects, because... Even on the solo projects, man, you still got a chance to listen to the other MCs because they always made sure that you know other Wu Tang members got on the album. So it was almost like, even though it was a solo album, it was still a Wu Tang album. So, and if you're a fan of Wu Tang, then you was definitely gonna be listening to the album. Um, But yeah, man, I thought uh, I thought this album was incredible. Um, like I said, very soul soul oriented. Um, I think RZA's beats, you know, were used to, I don't want to say used to be, but on his previous projects were very, very hard and kind of sinister like, um, but this album was more soulful and more, more melodic, but it was, it was, it was a great groove. And, and I think the, the rhymes and the bars just kind of set the tone. Um, and, and the thing about it, as I mentioned, you know, in the previous segment was that this album didn't sell. I mean, it's, it's sold well. Don't get me wrong. Um, it didn't sell well as some of the other contemporaries from that particular. I mean, it didn't outsell the, the score or anything like that. It wasn't a chart topper. But this album got so much love in the streets. Um, and I think for, for Wu-Tang and, and for any diehard Wu-Tang fans, um, that's all that mattered. Uh, they didn't... Wu Tang. They never were. They never cared about you know platinum plaques or being on top of the charts. Um, they came out from the underground and they were a group that you know gained more attention over a period of time. And I think they were okay with that. Uh, this album was critically acclaimed and it is widely considered by most uh, to be one of the best Wu-Tang albums. And I concur. This is one of the best solo projects from any Wu-Tang member that you will hear. Um, So if you have not purchased this album, have not downloaded it, please do so because it is worth, worth, worth the list. Now the big question, (laughs) where does it rank amongst the albums from 1996? I mentioned in the first segment, some of the albums that dropped that year uh 1996 man was very competitive (laughs) when it comes to albums. uh i think that this is a top 10 album um if you told me that you put it in your top five you get no argument from me none whatsoever (laughs) uh personally i just it's hard cracking that top five for me because the top five in 1996 was phenomenal. And, and that's not to say that this isn't a phenomenal album. There's only two tracks on the album that I could, that I don't particularly care for. Uh, and, and, that's it. and that's it. And those aren't bad tracks, so I don't want anybody listening to kind of get it twisted. These are still good tracks. They're just not favorites of mine. But 1996, man, it's so hard to crack that top five. But again at least crack my top five. Again, be clear, understand, listen, if you put it in your top five, you'll get no argument from me. I think this project was incredible, man. I just, it falls just outside of my top five, so it'll be a top 10. Um, but man, I got to shout out Ghostface, Ray, and Capadonna, and Rizza. Uh, for putting together a, an incredible album. Um, and to be honest, if you look at the landscape of what hip-hop was in 1996, we needed this album when it came out. We really did. I mean, like I said, we were just coming off the heels of Tupac's death. Hip-hop was reeling. And I mean, this was just straight lyricism. That's all this album. This album was dope beats, dope rhymes from front to back. Great stories, great uh, stories. You know what Wu Tang brings to the table anytime these guys spit bars. Uh, you know what Ghostface and Ray bring to the table when they spit bars. Capadonna came seemingly out of nowhere and killed it. I mean, he killed his album. It, all of the features were great. And as you know, uh, you know, Wu Tang, they don't usually, you know, operate outside of the camp. So there was nobody, there were no guest appearances outside of the Wu-Tang camp. Um, but yeah, man, I think this album. If I had to rank it, it ranks in the top 10. Uh, top 10 in 1996, trust me, is not a bad thing. <laughs> not at all, man. So salute to Ghostface, Ray, Cappadonna, RZA, uh, incredible album. If, and for those of you listening, as I mentioned at the top, if you have not heard this album, if you haven't heard it in a while, pick it up, give it a spin, give it two or three spins, man. It is worth the while uh, incredible album. And I definitely enjoy listening to it. it is an album that I still listen to at least once a month. Um, I think it's just that good. And I think one of the, one of the cool things about this album is that it has stood the test of time. A lot of times, um, albums will come out and you will be all gung ho about it. And it'll, it'll, it'll last a couple of cycles for you. A couple of months go by and you probably don't go back and revisit it. Um, this isn't one of those albums. <laughs> this, like many from 1996, has excellent replay value and you will continue to enjoy. And honestly, I hear something different every time that I listen to this album. And that's one of the great things about hip hop. If you can listen to an album 20 years later and still get something from it and still hear something new each time that you listen. Hey, man, that means you put a, You put together a damn good album. And that's exactly what Iron Man is. That's going to do it for this episode of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm your boy 12 Kyle. I'll catch you guys next time. 5,000.